Hello, everyone, and welcome to Jesus Stories. This is where we tell the stories of Jesus, and now we explain a little more about what these stories mean. I'm George Taylor. I'm your storyteller. Now, last episode, we heard stories from the boyhood of Jesus. Not only was the baby Jesus honored by the people who were in the temple, but he was worshipped by men who traveled from afar, the wise men, the magi. But there was also a powerful man who wanted to see Jesus dead. So Jehovah God sends Jesus and his parents to Egypt to escape the ire of this ruler. Finally, after Jesus and his parents return to Israel, they settle in Nazareth. Yearly, they make the trek to Jerusalem for the celebration of Passover. And there, Jesus lingers at the temple when he's 12 years old, listening and asking questions of the teachers. Now, if you didn't get to hear the details of those events, I want to invite you to step back one episode and take a listen to that podcast. We detail those events in that podcast. So today we're going to, to delve a little deeper into these events to understand what we might learn from them. We'll get started in just a moment. These Jesus stories are brought to you by you, you who support us, you who pray for us. And we appreciate that support. We appreciate those prayers. Would you like to join with those who help us out? Just visit our website. It's JesusStories.info. Click on the Support This Podcast tab. You'll find out how to help us out. That's JesusStories.info. Click on Support This Podcast. Visiting this website will allow you to share questions, ideas, comments, anything else you might want to say to us. Just click on the Talk to Us tab at JesusStories.info. Now let's talk about last week's episode. Right at the beginning of the episode, we find that there are two local people and a group of people who are from afar who have eagerly anticipated the birth of Jesus. In the temple, we meet Simeon and Anna. Now the scriptures tell us that Simeon was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. Many Israelites were also in that mode. In other words, they were living in, he was living in, the hope of seeing the Messiah. Now in the scriptures, we hear the word hope a lot, but it doesn't necessarily carry the same meaning as the way we use that word today. Today we use the word hope for maybe we hope that our team may win a game, or we hope to pass a test, or we hope to get a bonus at work, or we hope to get time off. In other words, we may or may not see the outcome of those events the way we want them to be. We may hope, but it may not happen. And in the scriptures, it's different. Hope is a confident expectation. In other words, scriptural hope is that the thing being anticipated is really going to happen. It's going to occur. So Simeon was hoping 
for the Messiah. In fact, he had been told by the Holy Spirit, Jehovah God's presence here on earth, the Holy Spirit said that he would not die before seeing the Messiah. And on the day Jesus was taken to the temple, Simeon was directed to the temple by the Holy Spirit to see the Messiah. You remember the words of his song, I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. Now, like Simeon, Anna worshipped Jehovah God day and night at the temple. She praised God when she saw the child and spoke of him to everyone who had been waiting expectantly for God to rescue Jerusalem. So here are two individuals who lived in hope, the confident expectation that Messiah was coming to Jerusalem. Simeon had been promised to be able to see the Messiah before he died. Anna lived at the temple, worshiping Jehovah God. The next worshipers we meet were really confident in their expectation that they would see the new king of the Jews. The Magi were astrologers, stargazers, who lived in the Far East, probably as far east as Babylon. So how did they know about the baby Jesus? Well, more than 600 years prior to this event, Israel had been taken captive and exported to the East. And any people who are relocated to another country, they'll take their culture and their writings with them. So Israel who even then was living in the expectation of the coming Messiah, shared these writings with the people of the East. So when the signs were right, when the heavens showed a star that was unusual, the astrologers of the East decided to follow it and find the baby who was born king of the Jews. They had to have a confident expectation of finding this king to take off on such a journey. It was probably about a thousand miles, maybe more. It was completed probably on horseback and maybe by walking, but they were traveling in hope. Now, this word hope appears a lot in the scriptures, as I said before. Israel was hoping for Messiah. What do the followers of Jesus, the Messiah, hope for today? Our confident expectation looks forward to two things, I would submit. First is the salvation of our souls. And secondly, is the coming of Jesus. Wait a minute. I thought that that was what Israel hoped for. What gifts? Well, I'll explain. Let's deal with this idea of salvation first. Hope of salvation. Now, what does that mean? Well, let's start by defining salvation. If you've listened to the first season of Jesus' stories, you know that Jesus talked about two different paths which lead to two different gates. This was in episode 15. Matthew chapter 5, starting in verse 13, reads like this. You can enter Jehovah God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell, or the road to destruction, as some translators call it, is broad, and its gate is wide for the many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow, and the road is difficult, and only a few ever find it. Now, if you recall, the message which Jesus preached was simple. Repent for the kingdom of God is near. The idea was that there was a desire to live in the kingdom of God, to live with Jesus. The other option is, of course, not to live with Jesus. Two different paths, two different destinations. 
one path leads to a gate, which is narrow. The path is difficult. It's hard to traverse. But it is rewarded with a life that is full. The other path is wide and easy, leading to a wide gate for the many who choose to go through it. But that gate takes one on the road to destruction. Going down the narrow, tough path leads to salvation. This is the message of the Apostle Paul. And if you don't know of Paul, I invite you to check out episode 3-02 in our previous season of podcasting. Listen to what he writes to the Romans and what he tells you and me. Because of our faith, and that's our belief in Jesus as the Messiah, because of our faith, Christ Jesus has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand, and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. And and did you catch that? We confidently look forward to sharing God's glory. We are sure, we are confident, we have hope. Paul continues, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. And remember that the path we walk is narrow, it's difficult. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance, and endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead us to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. We'll talk about that particular topic in a later episode. Our hope is a confident expectation of being able to walk the tough path through the narrow gate to a life that is full and ends in the presence of Jesus and the glory of God. That is salvation. A Jesus follower also lives with the hope of Jesus coming again. And if if you recall from the first season of Jesus stories, Jesus is not dead. Yes, he was crucified. Yes, he hung on a cross. He died and he was buried. That was episode number 45. But the next episode, episode 46, we learn that he was brought back to life. He lived on earth for some 50 days before he was taken up into a cloud while they, the disciples, were watching. And two men in white robes, angels probably, asked them why they were staring into heaven. Jesus, they said, has been taken from you into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go. That was episode 47. A Jesus follower is looking forward to Jesus' return to earth. We live with that hope. Now let's go back to our main story. Did you notice that the Magi brought gifts? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh part of the Christmas story. <laughs> we three kings of Orient are, right? These are expensive gifts. Not only was this the custom to honor a new king, it was the setup for the next group of events. Now, one of the people who was not looking for Jesus, the king of the Jews, was a Roman ruler over Israel at the time named Herod. Because of his jealousy over anyone who he thought might steal his power, he would go on to slaughter any child under the age of two in the village of Bethlehem. Jesus was not there, however. He and his family escaped to Egypt at the direction of Jehovah God. So, 
How would that be possible? This is probably a poor family. Would they have the means to travel to another country? And even then, it would have cost something for food or even lodging along the way. Well, there are these gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They're expensive. Now, we're not told directly in the scriptures, but I can see that these gifts could be sold or bartered to provide the resources needed for this trip. In other words, Jehovah God made provision for the safety of the Messiah. Knowing that Herod would go on his rampage, Jehovah God brought the Magi to Bethlehem. They brought gifts we just mentioned. And then Jehovah God warns Joseph, Jesus' earthly father, to take his family to Egypt to escape the wrath of Herod. And eventually, the family does return to Israel, to the city of Nazareth. So what is my point? Do you see how God provided for the protection of the Messiah? Even before Jesus preached his great sermon on the mount, we see the illustration of how Jehovah God provides for his followers. In episode 15, which we've just talked about, in episode 15, we heard Jesus say these words, This is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food or your body more than clothing? Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Jehovah God is concerned about your welfare. It's not about the nice house or the fine clothes or a fancy car. He's interested in whether you have food and drink for sustenance, clothing for your body. He covers the basics. Our job is to seek the kingdom of God. We'll talk more about that in a future episode. So, you see, we can live in hope. The confident expectation that we who follow Jesus can see him, either in our salvation or when he returns to earth, or maybe both. Corrie Ten Boom, the Dutch activist from World War II, said, Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. We can know that while we follow Jesus, Jehovah God is concerned about our basic needs. Again, the words of Corey Ten Boom, she said, Worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It empties today of its strength. I've quoted her twice now, Corey Ten Boom. If you'd like to know more about this remarkable lady, take a listen to episode 3-06. You'll find a link in the show notes. So my question for you is this. Do you live in hope? When you follow Jesus, you can do that. You can live in hope and you can live in contentment. These Jesus stories come to you because you support us. Thank you for that support. If you'd like to join with others to help us out, visit our website, jesusstories.info. Click on the support this podcast tab. That's jesusstories.info. Do you have a question? Do you have a comment? I'd love to hear from you. JesusStories.info is the website to use. There you'll find the ways to contact us in the Talk to Us tab. That's JesusStories.info and click on Talk to Us. In our next episode, we're going to go to the shores of the Jordan River and meet the grown-up cousin of Jesus, John the Baptist. What an interesting character. We'll see him next time 
And I hope to see you next time for Jesus Stories. God bless.